Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host, and I'm so excited to sit down and chit chat with damn girlies. Okay. My mom is here. She's in the other room. She might come back and say hi in a bit, but we just tried to record the podcast and it was a whole fiasco because I have one microphone and she was standing about five feet away trying to talk into it. I'm like, Ma, you got to get close to the mic. You got to get close to the mic. So now we're, we're, we're scrapping it. She might come make a little appearance, but, um, it's hard doing a, doing two people talking with one microphone. And also I don't have headphones, so it's hard to gauge, but anywho, hi, you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for tuning into the Spotify show as well. Uh, if you want to join that, you can join on Spotify live app, which is free on the app store. And it's live eight Eastern five Pacific every Thursday night. And oh boy, do we have fun. We have so much fun. And I feel like this past week was the best episode yet. Had a lot of callers, had a lot of girlies calling in. Oh, Stanley, Stanley's here. Come on, give it to me. No, you can't have that because that's actually so bad. So yeah, I met a bunch of secret keepers. I met one girl that works at, I, I don't want to give her up because I don't know if she'll get in trouble if I like say where she works, but hi, you know, you know who you are. You're my girlie for life. Okay. And then I was out on a date, which I talked about this on the, um, Spotify live because the girlies that saw me out on the date actually were in the Spotify live. And I met two secret keepers there and I just keep bumping into you guys left and right. And we love to see it. And one thing I've noticed that I've been saying for years since the origin, since the beginning of this podcast, the genesis of this podcast is one thing about my girls is we're cute as hell. If you listen to this podcast, you're so fucking cute and cool. I've never like I've never met someone that I'm not like, oh, she's like so cool and beautiful and and cool and hot. And like the guys, too, you guys are freaking so amazing. So that's not me kissing your ass. That's just something that I've noticed. And hey, numbers don't lie. So because it's 100 percent, there's 100 percent of you that are just super cutie, super cute cuties. So anywho. I also got home at four o'clock in the morning because I went out on another date, same guy, another date. Then my parents came here this morning to help me move some shit into a storage unit. So my mom, that's why my mom's here. She's staying until I go move on Tuesday. Um, she's going to help me out and wait here while I go back. And then I have to come back and we have to get the cats and I get a, you know, the whole spiel. We're not worrying about it. I spent all day on Friday having like a full mental breakdown, uh, like a full just panic attacks, nonstop screaming, crying. But my cats were scared. It was a whole fiasco. Um, and then I called my mom and, and I was like, I just can you please come here? So she's here. She's here. We had a little we had a little I'm trying to clean out the rest of my freezer and my fridge. So I'm just using whatever I have. And we had a little oh, not a Trader Joe's frozen entree for lunch. We had the frozen pizza from Trader Joe's, which is actually my favorite one. It's burrata with like, um, I don't know what goes on it, like a cured meat. Like you leave the cured meat, you don't put the cured meat on it and then put it in the oven. You like put it on after it's so good. It literally is the most amazing thing you'll ever have. So that's that very exciting stuff. Anywho, 
Um, we're going to get into these emails, but before I wanted to address something, cause I got a lot of emails from you guys. I got a lot of DMS from you guys saying like, you absolutely have to talk about this and we'll, gra we'll graze over it, but I have my theory on it and, and we'll get into it. So the whole John Benet Ramsey thing, there were, people were saying there were developments in the case. And unless I'm reading the wrong stuff, like I didn't see that. I think they're doing this like clickbait thing that they do with this case, like four or five times a year where they're like, we're so close to finding the killer, but they actually have no new information whatsoever. And the articles that I read were all regarding this woman who is like a forensic scientist that, or is some type of forensic analyst, something like that. And she has been really helpful in solving a bunch of cold cases. So she just saw, helped solve one a few weeks ago um, that has been cold since 1975. And they found the killer. This guy has been running free for all of these years. And he's been married and has kids and got divorced. And now he's married again. And all of his friends at work are like, he's nice. You know, nobody ever suspected it would ever be him, but they got the DNA and it was him. So she's been really helpful solving these cases. And she had said, and this is the quote that they used on all of these damn articles that are misleading. That's she said, I, uh, the John JonBenet Ramsey case can be solved within a few hours. And the caveat to that is if she gets access to the DNA, which she has absolutely no access to. And who knows really who, who's in charge of that. But I feel the people who, do that are capable of, you know, sending the DNA out to be tested. Um, I don't think that they're going to do that. My personal opinion, just based on the way this has gone for the last 31, you know, 30 years. Oh no, it's like 26 years. But um, of course, as always, I hope, I hope that they find her killer just so she gets some type of justice but it's very sad to see it all and and john ramsey did an interview with i forget who it was but i saw it the other day and he was saying you know this is ridiculous the boulder police department hasn't done much about it and something that people often forget is that john ramsey her Jomini's father was a very important person in boulder he was very they were an affluent family he was very successful he was involved and he has close relationships with the deputies the sheriffs the cops and everybody like that so to me if he had said listen i'm going to give you a good chunk of change and you guys just make sure this case never gets solved but I'm still going to turn around and say that you guys haven't, you know, served justice in the situation. I think that they would do it. Um, and that could be, of course, my own just conspiracy, but I don't know. I, I don't believe, I think at the end of the day, whether it was John or Burke, John knows more than he's letting on because he says he doesn't know anything. And I just don't, believe that. And I always get shit when I say this, because some of you guys disagree with me and that's fine. Everybody has their own theories on it. But uh, I just don't believe that the person was an intruder. It was someone in the family. Um, and the reasons why, of course, you know, you know what I'm going to bring up, girlies. You know, I'm going to bring up the pineapple. So number one, the pineapple. Number two, um, the fact that there were no footsteps leading up to or leaving the house. And number three, the fact that 
the downstairs window, the basement window was kicked out from the inside, not kicked in from the outside. So it wasn't necessarily a crime scene. It was a staged crime scene. Um, but yeah, that's, that's me giving my two cents. I don't want to go too deep into it. Cause again, there have been no developments in the case and that sucks, but I hope that, I hope that, um, this woman CC gets her hands on that DNA, which I'm, I'm surprised that they have any left of it, you know? So, okay. We're going to get into some of these emails that you guys sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And let's get, let's, where should we start? Where should we start? I got so many that are just called John Bonet. Um, okay. This one says hot girl shit. Hi, Carly and the kitties. Love you so much. Oh, well, thank you so much. We love you too. I'm just writing in a couple of things as I catch up on the pod. First, my boyfriend is an electrician and he has callous hands and I love it. Ooh, love to see it. Small flex, LOL. <laughs> I think that's a huge flex. I love holding his croutons. I love, I love it. I love holding the croutons, the baguettes, right? Um, and then she says, also in the episode where you told the story about being on the beach and unhooking your bathing suit top while you tan, um, that is such hot girl shit. It's like, you're a hot girl if you do that. Really? Regardless of the rest of that story, LOL. Oh, you're talking about... <laughs> You're talking about the time I was on the beach and I unhooked my thing to tan. And then I went to say something to my friend and literally forgot about that. And my top completely fell off in front of a group of really hot guys. Cool. I don't know if that's hot girl shit. Uh, but I think you're right. Yeah, maybe maybe trying to get the tan right is, is the hot girl shit. Uh, she says... But that made me think what a fun thing it would be for the girlies to write in about the same way you do with the things that are embarrassing. What about things that are hot girl shit? I'd love to hear what the girlies think. LOL. Anyway, hope you have a good week. Kiss right on the lips. Oh, thank you so much. Um, I would love that. I want to hear hot girl shit. I personally, and this could be because I have a biased opinion, but I think hot girls have cats. I'm sorry, babes, but I really feel that way. I think hot girlies have cats for sure. And, and I'm not saying like hot girls don't have dogs, like hot girls have dogs too. But if a girl has a cat, she's probably hot. And I don't make that. I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules. It's just what I've noticed. And if a guy has a cat, that's my husband. I know people are like, eh, I would never date a guy that has a cat. I would love to date a guy that has a cat. Let's start a fucking cattery. I would love to have at least seven cats. Okay. I'm going to stop it too. I'm going to stop it too, but I can't promise that. Uh, yeah, but yeah, send in your, your hot girl shit. What you think is hot girl shit. Um, this next one says, Vabbing. Uh, girly, quick intro. I'm the sister of the girls that you ran into on a late Brooklyn night when you were snagging a Diet Coke from the corner store. Uh, the ones with the major family drama. Of course, I remember you. I love you. I love your sisters. That was amazing. Uh, let me tell you how sad I was that I didn't pick up the FaceTime from you girlies because I'm a grandma and I was in bed fast asleep for the night. So let's just say you're a part of the fam, or at least we pretend you are. And we talk about you all the time. Oh, thank you so much. These are the girls that were, oh my God, the juiciest of the juicers. The juiciest of all the stories, um, I had read this uh, like uh, part two of an email on Monday and then Friday and went out and I was on my way uh, like into my apartment building and two like secret keepers were there and they were like, you literally just read my email on Monday. 
How funny is that? So this is their sister. She says, anyway, to get my story, I'm a middle school teacher. Also the milk before cereal right in. Okay. So she's a psycho. Not her putting milk before cereal. How do you even gauge how much milk you need, babes? Uh, and currently teaching summer school. Let me tell you what I heard some of the seventh grade little girlies talking about today. Vabbing. No. No. They were using the term nonchalantly in front of me and then whispering and giggling. I just chuckled to myself because what was your girl supposed to acknowledge to them? Oh my God. No, not them being in sixth grade, not the sixth grade summer school girls that I actually, that I actually indeed hit to vabbing. And I have even vabbed myself, thought you would <laughs> thought of you immediately and had to write in after texting my secret keeping sister, love you and hope to that we should be so lucky to run into you next. I would love that. Oh my God. That's so bad. See, like when I meet people, sometimes people are like, Oh, I watched you, um, on girl code when I was young. And I'm like, how young? And they're like, like 11. I'm like, I feel like that's a little young. And that's how I feel about the vabbing thing. Like that vabbing thing, vabbing blowing up. Is it a little bit our fault here at secret keepers club? Yes. Okay. But we did not facilitate the viral videos or I didn't at least, but you can't shoot the messenger. And that's what I am, but I feel like it's a little young to, to know about that. Uh, okay. This one says to the girl who's, friend gave her an ultimatum, please read. So this is in reference to last week's episode, the girl whose friend was telling her, I better be your uh, maid of honor at your wedding. Hi, you cutie kiss you and the furry boys right on the lips. Oh, thank you so much. This is for the girl who wrote in regarding her friend who gave her the ultimatum about being her maid of honor. I had an almost similar situation and I feel like I can maybe help her. I made the mistake of letting my toxic narcissistic quote unquote best friend of 23 years pressure me into making her mine. Despite knowing that she tried to sabotage my relationship from the beginning, she was never supportive, tried to get me away from my husband repeatedly. She would then yell at me like I didn't really love him with no proof because there wasn't any and would give me shit for hanging out with him. I always included her more than I should have. She also quote unquote read his palm eye roll and told him that he'd be alone when he's 40. Stop. Not her. No, not Miss Cleo doing the palm reading. So either hinting that we wouldn't be together or that I'd be dead. Didn't find that out this until last year. I was fuming because I know she just said that to be an asshole. Yeah, of course she said it to be an asshole. Uh, so much other stuff happened and I don't want to write a novel. I was stuck in this abuse and I felt like I couldn't get out. She hated that I was happy and couldn't stand that I was getting married before her. Like, grow the fuck up. Who cares? Who gets married first? Uh, this isn't a competition, but it is with a narcissist. I don't think this girl's friend is a narcissist, but she's definitely sort of toxic. In the end, my quote unquote friend was not my maid of honor or was she at my wedding because she decided to verbally abuse me when I was visiting her and tried to ruin my entire wedding. She lied, tried to gaslight me and manipulate me, uh, made me feel like I wasn't worthy of being loved and even tried to get me to hate my other friends. So basically what I'm saying to this girl is do not make her your maid of honor and maybe don't even invite her to your wedding. You'll be thankful she isn't in your photos. I'm so happy mine don't have her in them. I can't even tell you. Weddings bring out everyone's true colors and you will find out who's really there for you. Anyone who gives you an ultimatum truly doesn't care about you. Listen to your gut. 
it knows things that you don't know yet. Uh, wish you best girly. That's great sound advice. And we love to hear it from, from someone that's been there before, you know, really, really similar situation. And if you are the girl who wrote in last week about that, keep us posted, let us know what you end up doing. Cause I feel like this is, a, it's unfortunate, but it's definitely a common problem, right? Uh, okay. So this one is advice also in reference to the episode last week, advice for the girl who resents for the person who resents their partner. Uh, hi, Queen Carly, Sir Stanley and Lord Robert. I'm writing in to the person who needed advice on how to stop resenting their partner. I recently went through this with my husband who I've been married to for five years. The pandemic put an enormous amount of strain on our relationship. Some some brief background on us. We've always been a pair who spent time apart due to his work that required him to travel a ton. So spending significant amounts of time apart was really very much normal and always, always welcomed as a part of a relationship. When we reconnected, it was powerful and always sparks very much absent makes the heart go fonder vibes. Fast forward to the panini, my turn for the pandemic. And it was a huge shift for us. Like many, we had every meal together, watch every gosh darn Netflix show there is, learned all the TikTok dances, baked all the cookies, and tried to find ways to pass time together in our apartment throughout the panini every damn day. I worked fully remote from home, even after the world started opening back up again. He has an office outside the home, but seldom goes to it anymore. So he too worked from home a ton. It's placed a severe strain on our relationship and the panini was essentially the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. We've also struggled with fertility challenges and and that exacerbated a shift in our relationship and eventually deep resentment developed. Uh, we've even started couples therapy, but ultimately are in talks of legal separation. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, to test the waters, we decided to live separately for a period of time. And this is where my advice for your listener comes in. Take space. Do not, I repeat, do not make any major decisions until you physically separate yourself from your partner. We've done this. And even after a week, we've totally shifted. We're thinking of reconciling, but it's still very tentative at the moment. What gives me comfort is how much stronger I feel and how clear things continue to become as time passes. I have an improved sense of what I want out of a partnership, what my new non-negotiables are, and the type of person I want to be within the partnership. I've reconnected with old friends, made new ones, leaned into feeling the sadness, but also celebrated beautiful moments. So in sum, I would suggest anyone who resents their partner or is having a hard time with their partner because of the panini, take space, find an Airbnb somewhere, crash on a friend's couch, do what you need to do. But taking space is a powerful and important thing to do. And I highly recommend it. I have zero regrets about the decision to take time for me and no one else. I do miss my husband, of course, but I also know that this decision is to create space that is right for me. If you'd like, I can email you an update when I have more definitive plans about my marriage hugs. I would love to hear about it. And I think that's really, really great advice. That's really great advice. I know a lot of people, and I know I said this last week, I know a lot of people that broke up during the pandemic. Hey, if you've been here, I broke up during the damn pandemic. Okay. A lot of us went into the panty going, Hey, this is my husband. And then about 37 hours in, we went, Oh God, not this guy, not this girl. You know, I'm sure he was looking at me the same way. He was like, she's still watching TikToks. <laughs> I 
like she still has three fro three months of frozen entrees from Trader Joe's in her fridge. That's a red flag. Uh, let's get to this next one it says Mexican woes. Hey, Carly. Firstly, I want to say I'm a huge fan. Oh, thank you so much. Loved you on Girl Code and love you on the Pete Davidson Netflix special. The part with the tampon strings had me freaking LOLing. Uh, I tell everyone I know to watch it for you. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate that very much. Uh, also, I say freaking like you all the time and it cracks me up. So I have a little bit of an odd subject that I need advice on or support. Not sure which which. But I have a wedding in Mexico next month and I'm going solo, which is fine. I'm not worrying about not having a date, but I don't have a buddy for the return home. I'm a little nervous traveling by myself in a foreign country, especially one where, you know, the cartel is a little crazy down there. I'm not worried about rooming alone because I live alone and I'm used to that. I'm worried about riding alone to the airport from the resort. Being a woman alone in a car with a random driver in a foreign country is sending me. If any shenanigans were to go down, it would probably probably be then. I don't want to go. And I already, I'm sorry. I read that wrong. I want to go and I'm, I've already paid. I don't think one small part of the trip should ruin it for me or stop me from going. I'm not worried about anything else. I'm in the wedding and it should be a blast. Do you have any advice on how to survive this 20 minute car ride? LOL. It's booked by the travel agency and is the safest transportation to and from the resort. What do you think? Am I being a baby or is this just a valid fear? I just want to make sure I make it home. Thank you so much. I think this is of course a valid fear. Anytime I've traveled alone, that is something that, and like, even like going just within the country, traveling alone. I've done it hundreds and hundreds of times, probably thousands. And it's definitely scary no matter what, right? Landing somewhere late, you get in a car, it's dark, you're in a cab, you don't know, like, you don't know really where you're going. You don't know if they're taking you the right place. It's definitely scary. Something I will say if you're taking a, because I had a very strange experience in Mexico. I don't know if you guys remember, but I was going to Mexico with somebody that I was dating and he got held at the airport. And I went by myself to Mexico because to have canceled my flight and rebooked it for the morning would have cost like thousands of dollars. And I wasn't trying to do that. Um, but he was going to be there the next afternoon. Like no big deal, right? Oh, so you just go by yourself and blah, blah, blah. Well, girls, I if I had to do it again, I would not have done it that way. But again, this was like a very spur of the moment situation that was kind of sprung up. Like I literally was in the TSA line when I decided this and when all of this shit went down. So it was definitely very stressful. But if I were to do it again, I, I would have done it differently. I wouldn't have just like done it that way. Um, I think it's actually better that you're going from your resort to the hotel, uh, to the airport, because somebody's going to be able to make sure that you're in the right spot, that you're in the right car. Um, because like at the airport, that's like when I had a situation, like number one, my luggage went missing and then I had to go and they like wanted me to pay for it. And I was like, why would I pay for it? You guys lost it. Like you guys literally lost it. Um, and then a guy was like, I'm your driver. And so I got, I went to go in the car and I like had pulled up like what, I don't remember what type of like confirmation thing that I had. And I was like, this isn't you. And he was like, yes, it is. I was like, well, where are you go? Where are you taking me? If you're my driver, where are you taking me? He's like, get in the car. 
And it was a whole fiasco. And then I went into the airport and called the hotel and they were like, that's not the driver. They were like, that's not the type of car that he has, but you just have to be super diligent if you're by yourself. But that was like literally the scariest thing that's ever happened to me while I, while I was traveling. Um, but I think it's fine. And also like if your hotel booked it, if your resort booked it and they have like, what's great is like most resorts have a shuttle and they just go straight from the airport back to the hotel. If you could get on that, that would be wonderful. But I think if you're going, um, you know, to the airport from the resort, it's a best bet for you. And I think you can like, what's like a first, first of all, like make sure, of course, your phone has battery, of course, all of the things that we do to just get by, but you can make it like you're on FaceTime. Like even if you don't have service and you're not talking to anybody, like make it like you're on the phone, um, like you're on FaceTime, like, oh yeah, this is the car that I'm in. I'll call you when I get to the airport. Um, because those things, I always do stuff like that. If I'm in an Uber and an Uber driver says, do you live alone? I say, no, I live with my boyfriend and my, and I have another roommate too. Right. Cause it's somebody that's a stranger that knows where you live. Um, and things like that. It's important. So when I was, when I was going to San Diego, even last week that I had to take a cab because there were no Ubers and, the, and he said, Oh, are you, are you here by yourself? I said, no, all my friends are here for my friend's birthday. You know, you just have to make it like somebody's waiting for you. Um, and I think like, I think you can, um, I think you'll feel good about it that way. Stay on the phone with somebody if you can, or pretend that you're FaceTiming. But keep us posted on that. I think you'll have fun at the wedding. This is like something that just like we naturally worry about because it's ingrained in us, like, of course, because these things happen. It's unfortunate, but um, it's good to just be safe. Uh, okay, let's get to this next one. Oh, did I just hear a meow? Did you guys hear a meow? Okay. Response to the conflicting feelings, girly, from relationship woes. Okay. Hey, Carly, love you and the kitties, duh. As soon as I started reading that girl's, as soon as you started reading that girl's email, all I could think about was my last relationship. My heart so goes out to her and I had to write in. I started questioning my relationship. So this is in regards to the girl last week that was talking about how she was unsure in her relationship. I started questioning my relationship of three years in March of 2020 when a couple friend of ours broke up and I got a new job. We had planned to get a house, get married, etc. And then all of a sudden I found myself obsessively wondering if he was really the one for me. It's truly one of the worst feelings. For so long, I buried my feelings and chalked them up to being big changes that were happening around me and my everyday worries. Turns out that that didn't work out. And I entered some of the worst moments of my life, feeling so sad and anxious, deep, deep down, knowing that I had to end the relationship, even though it was the very last thing I ever wanted to do. I stopped being able to be intimate too, because I was so in my head about what I was feeling and felt so upset and guilty that I was questioning our relationship. I too desperately tried to keep the spark by planning activities, trips, date nights, etc. that he would also usually be quote unquote, too tired from work for, but I had to, but I had just 
had a change of heart and that's okay. I can't describe in words the feeling of relief I felt when I did eventually end the relationship and my heart feels so light and happy when I even think about it. Not because it was bad, but because I no longer had to feel this deep conflict anymore, worrying about if it was truly for me, which it clearly wasn't. While we were breaking up, he admitted that he knew the relationship was over too, but he was too scared to do it and was glad that I did it before we started resenting each other. So this is to the girly. I know our situations might not be exactly the same. Me and my ex never lived together during the pandemic, no less, but I really, really felt connected to your story. And I know that quote unquote, you might just have to break up is never what you want to hear, but it changed my life for the better. Best thing I ever did. Best of luck. Follow your heart. Great sound advice. Great sound advice. I love that you guys all chime in because I think these, these things are so common and it's something that you don't really understand from an outsider if you've never experienced it. Right. Um, okay. So this next one says so embarrassing gyno edition. Love you girl. Two things that just happened to me are so freaking embarrassing when you're at the gyno and your feet are on the stirrups and the gyno tells you scoot your butt closer to the edge. So you have to push yourself up on the stirrups while the gyno stares at your vagina. And if they, (laughs) if they have to say that more than once, kill me. I know my gyno will be like, get it. And I'm like, I feel like I'm like hanging off. Like I'm getting a draft. I'm hanging now at this point. Uh, other extremely embarrassing thing when the exam is done and you try and sit back up or stand up and your sweaty body sticks to the paper on the table and it rips. Oh my God. I never went to school. So I'd ever experienced that, but that's honestly so embarrassing to think about. Kill me two times. Kay. I love you kisses. Oh, and then she gives a good, uh, <laughs> fuck, Mary kill. Very random, but funny, funny, fuck, Mary kill. So let's see. I'm just adding that to the list for later. This one says scary attorney conversation. Uh-oh. Hey, Carly and the sweet baby boys. Thank you so much for the laughs, the potty and your IG stories literally have me in tears laughing on the regular side question. Uh, would you rather, <laughs> would you feel better about your planet fitness chair? If it had been the purple version, a thousand percent. If you don't know what this is in reference to, please, I'm begging you to go to my Instagram highlights and click on the thing that says hand chair uh, and you'll get it. You'll get it. But yes, I wish it was the purple one. I probably would have felt better about it. Uh, I'll get to my actual question, but I need to tell you that my bestie slash soul sister, Sarah, originally bullied me into listening to the potty. Shout out to my meatball. Oh, well, hi, Sarah. And the other day we were chatting about my parents' trip to Alaska and the many crews that they're taking. And she said, oh my God, whales, sea lions, and puffers. Tell me why I automatically assumed it was a fuck, Mary kill and began (laughs) contemplating my fuck, Mary kill decisions. Once she realized that I was doing it, we both cracked up. We would be an unstoppable trio if we ever linked up. Oh my God, that's so funny. Is that going to be the fuck, Mary kill for the end of the episode? I think it is, girls. I'm adding it to the list. (laughs) Um, Okay. Onto the matter at hand. I've been sort of seeing this guy who's an attorney for over a month and a half now. He's so nice. He's funny. He cooks for me, showers regularly, has a clean bathroom, etc. However, I find myself horribly bored sometimes when he talks, like to the point where I'm making a grocery list or to-do list in my head. Ugh. His stories are drawn out. He can't focus on anything else if he's looking at something on his phone, et cetera. Plus, another big thing for me is that there's been no discussion on where this is going. Like, where are we? 
no, quote unquote, I like you, et cetera. Uh, at my age 32, it's something that typically comes up sooner just because we've been doing this tango for a while now. I told him more than once that words of affirmation is huge for me. Yes. A hundred percent girlies. That's my love language. Words of affirmation. I was talking about this. Hi, Alicia. Me and Alicia were talking about this the other night. Words of affirmation is my love language, babes. Thousand percent. Everything else, everything else, of course, is important and, and matters, but like that is it for me. And if I don't have that, I'm out. Uh, okay. And then she says, after talking to my therapist about him, I realized that I don't want to pursue this further and I'm not interested in dating him because for me, it's important to be with a man that takes the lead and makes it very clear what his intentions are, mostly because I myself am not that good at it. In addition, she was concerned at how boring I found him. <laughs> yeah, that's a red flag. Uh, essentially, he's great on paper and for the most part, but emotionally speaking, there's a lot lacking. My therapist told me that I would have to have an honest conversation about where I'm at with him and stop being physically involved with him. Why does that scare me more than going to the dentist or to the gynecologist? <laughs> I would still be game for some friends, but just based on how much time we've spent together, I feel like his ego would take too much of a hit. How would you approach this combo? I'm nervy and have basically just been avoiding him for over a week, but this needs to happen. I'll delay more in hopes that you read this uh, on the next episode, LOL. Well, here I am reading it, girls. And thank you so much. Love you so much. And then she gives a good fuck, Mary kill. Oh my God. And then, and then, and then a cute picture of her cat who is very freaking cute. Her cat is very cute. And her cat, like, it's so weird because her cat looks so nice. So, okay. So the therapist said, you have to have an honest conversation with where you're at and stop being physically involved with him. So how do you go about that without trying to hurt his feelings and like his ego and his like ruining his life, right? I, I'm kidding. That was like the last one was sarcastic, but you know what I'm talking about. I think something that you can do is just say straight up, like you could call him. You can like, if you want to say it while you guys are hanging out, that's fine too. But like, whatever's easier for you. I know people are like, Oh, don't do that over text. Like you guys have been together for a month and a half. You haven't been together for a year and a half and you've never officially determined what the relationship is to either of you. So I don't think a text message is too inappropriate. Um, of course you want to like, give a call. But at the end of the day, I think it's okay if you want to text him in this scenario. Um, and I would just say, listen, I've been thinking a lot about it and I really enjoy your company. I think you're a great guy. We have a lot of fun together, but just so you know, so we're on the same page, I'm not looking to pursue this further romantically. Um, I get it if you don't want to be friends with me, but if you do, that would be great. Would love to be friends and, and, ha and hang out and chit chat with the girlies you know, and Hey, what's the worst that can happen? You know, you got to get it over. You got to get it over with. So I think that's a nice way to go about it. And listen, if somebody said that to me, I would be like, thank you for not wasting my fucking time. Like we're adults, you know? So let us know, let us know his response. Let's see, this says, this next one, the title is, oh my God, this cat is so cute. The title is four pounds of underwear. And then she literally sent me a picture of the cutest cat I've ever fucking seen in my life. Because this cat looks like a picture of, 
if Robert and Stanley had a baby, which is impossible, but it's Robert with Stanley's coloring. Stop. I'm literally crying and throwing up. So cute. She says, hi, Carly and the mushy kitty babies and Susan, the ladybug, wherever you are. Love you so much. A few embarrassing things to start. Number one, ordering fajitas. <laughs> Agree. Um, something about the waiter meandering around the tables with sizzling plates is just so embarrassing. You have to be the attention seeker in order to order that a thousand percent. Also, it takes up the whole fucking table, even though they taste so gosh darn good. Honestly, have a a fajita night at, at home. I don't want to be with somebody that's ordering fajitas at the restaurant. No damn way. Uh, number two, walking downhill. Yes. The way that we literally trot downhill like a freaking horse. And oh my God, 100% not wearing flip-flops down the hill. Even worse, galloping. Heck no. Yes. Makes it more noisy. Number three, going over 50 pounds at security and having to rummage through your bags and take stuff out until you get to 50 with people waiting, which brings me to the story that I literally narrated in your voice while it was occurring in real time last week. Oh God. <laughs> okay. I finished a travel nurse assignment and was flying back to New York from LA and my luggage was 54 pounds, four pounds overweight. And this clearance queen was not going to pay $150 for going over. Absolutely not. The girl working asked if there was anything I can take out and put in my carry on to start. I had this mesh bag of all of my underwear and miraculously the weight already goes down to 50 pounds. The lady said, girl, four pounds of underwear. And I'm like, oh my God, not the four pounds of underwear. <laughs> Ask me why we pack like we're going to shit ourselves three times a day, every day while away a thousand percent to which she goes. The men will never have to know. Yeah, no one has to know except everyone waiting in the line behind me who has witnessed this last part where this four pound mesh bag didn't fit in my carry on. So I had to stuff it inside my freaking pillowcase and sleep with it on the plane. No. No, you didn't. I couldn't stop laughing the whole way through security as I carried a little, a literal sack of underwear around the airport. Shout out to the girl working at JetBlue in Burbank. You're the queen. And thanks for sharing the laughs. Um, photo of my quote unquote pillow included. Thanks for listening to the story. Someday I'll learn how to economically pack the proper amount of underwear. Girl, I bring literally every pair of underwear that I own on a trip, even if I'm going away for two days. Uh, oh my God. And it really is a full it's a full, oh my God, not her making a pillow out of the undies and not your name being in the band of the underwear drawstring mesh bag. I love her. I love everything about her. A thousand percent. Um, let's see. This one says, whoa, kiss right on the lips. I need to know. I need you to know that. <laughs> You've negatively affected my life in the following way. My work-life bestie has recently gotten me hooked on the pod and I've done nothing but sit through old episodes of Secret Keepers while working the last two weeks or so. We work at a law firm and I flirt like crazy with one of the attorneys who's about my age. I totally innocently work flirt because he's the most awkward man on earth and he legit talks about how Catholic he is all the time. Ugh. 
I cannot. He's not even a little bit cute, but he's smart. He speaks French and he wears a, sh- a suit every day. We're both in committed relationships, but we have a cute little consistent work flirt. And it gives my me and my bestie something to laugh about. Well, tonight while working late, we were in the back of the file room um, searching for a file that we've been having a hard time locating. And after about 20 minutes of the search, he found it. I jumped up and down and said, whoa, I could kiss you right on the lips. <laughs> oh, God. Not you telling Jesus Christ himself that. Uh, I told his religious, I told this religious nerd that I would kiss him right on the mouth. I'll never be able to look at him again, but it's probably for the best. Love you so much. Oh my God. That's so funny. Also, can we talk about how like work relationships, how it's like never someone you would ever go for in real life, but you're like, I love this man. I want to marry this man. And I'm going to flirt with this man. That is too damn funny. He went home and prayed to, he went home and prayed and, and and apologized for his sins. Is that what it's called? confessing apologizing you know the deal okay let's get to some of these fuck mary kills this one is elvis presley in his prime Ooh. john travolta grease version hot or john stamos uncle jesse god damn this is really difficult um i would of course you got to marry john stamos right you got to marry him I would marry John Stamos. I would kill, you know, I would probably, and I hate to say this, but I really have no other choice. I would kill Elvis because I feel like, well, yeah, I mean, it's like, are you, you, you're either fucking Elvis or you're killing Elvis. You're fucking John Travolta. You're killing John Travolta. I just feel like I would rather fuck John Travolta and kill Elvis. So that's what we're doing. And then we'll do this one as well. Whales, sea lions, and and puffers. You got to marry a whale because they'll protect you. They're actually so scary. Um, And no matter what, you'll always be like the young chickadee on the block if you marry a whale because whales are like like 400 years old, right? How old are most whales? Hold on, let's see. Wait, whale age expectancy. Yeah, 20, 40, or 100 years fluctuates between 20, 40, or 100 years. Okay. We love that. Um, so I'm marrying a whale. I'm killing the puffers because that would be too painful. And then you can fuck the sea lion, I guess. <laughs> hey, I don't make the rules. But I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will be reporting to you live next week from my new freaking apartment that I'm so excited to move into. And I hope you're all well. You can tune in on Thursday um, for the Spotify Live on the Spotify Live app called Confessions with Carly. You can call in. You can join the chat in the chat room. It is just such a freaking fun time. Thursdays, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. See you there and talk to you soon. Bye.